Today on the Scott Radley Show on 900 CHML. Yesterday we were talking, if you were here, we were talking about with John Paul Danko, counselor for Ward 8, about the budget increase that was passed yesterday. The city budget passed 5.85%, down a little bit, down from 6.7, which is where the day started. That's positive. But still 5.85, which is more than double what last year was, more than that again from the year before. And yesterday was highly, highly, highly unusual. Let me tell you why. Almost every single year, by the time the budget gets to city council after it's gone through the general issues committee and all these other things, by the time it's there, it has been whittled down, it's been worked on, it's been massaged, and all the councillors are then on board with it. And it almost always passes unanimously, almost always. In the last term of council, only one time did it not pass unanimously, and that time only one person voted against it. Yesterday, it passed, but it was 10 to 6. Six councillors voted against it, including my first guest today. Uh, He said this yesterday during the meeting, I will never, not just this year, I will never support tax increases this significant ever. That is Ward 5 councillor Matt Francis, who joins me now. Matt, how are you today? Well, I would be a lot better today if we weren't looking at a 5.9% tax increase for the residents of Hamilton, that's for sure. Well, I mean, I, I just read a quote that you made yesterday, and what I what I find so interesting about this is there were six people who voted against this yesterday, and there were two others, Esther Pauls and John Paul Danko, both were really leaning hard to not voting for this and changed their mind at the last minute. We almost ended up with eight councillors voting against it, which would have made a tie, which would have defeated the budget, which would have been something we've never seen before. Yeah, this that would have been unprecedented. And, and I know, I mean, um, leading up to that, the few days leading up to that, in the 11th hour, a um, an amendment came from the mayor that... Uh, uh, brought this down by another percentage point, which was great, but it's it just isn't far enough. I mean, 5.8, 5.9%, that's just, it's unacceptable. I mean, I can't speak for the other councillors why they changed their vote the last minute, um, but I just know the constituents in Ward 5, and not just in Ward 5, I hear it throughout the city. I go Everywhere I go, I, I get emails from people, phone calls from people, people on the street, they're telling me. I, I had one uh, guy was begging me he said have a heart when you're when you're voting on this budget please have a heart and um i've heard these people loud and clear they we are and i said it yesterday too we by making taxes this high this dramatically this quickly um i mean not just on the municipal level but every level of government we're actually pushing people into poverty we're creating the same problem that we're trying to solve and, and I don't want to be a part of this. I, I don't want to be a part of the tax and spend council that people have put a label on us as. And uh, I'm going to do my best over the next four years to uh, to do better next year. I'm not convinced, though, that next year we're, we're going to be any better than this. So I, I, this may have set the precedent. And, and you see a lot of the things coming down the road. I'm, I'm quite concerned about um, what this may mean for the next four years in the city of Hamilton. Okay, and so yesterday, having had our discussion with John Paul Danko, and, and for anyone who missed it, they can go back, go to 900chml.com, go to shows, go to the Scott Radley Show. You can find that interview right there, and you can listen to it. So we don't need to go over exactly the same territory, but let's go to what you just said about down the road. That's what I really wanted to talk to you about, because if we had six people who said no this year, and two more that, as I say, very were very close to voting no on this. If a budget comes next year or the year after or the year after that that is as high or higher, 
it would seem anyway, Matt, that there, there are the people in place that would say no, and this could be defeated. Is this not a, for that reason, is yesterday not positive that we at least are seeing, you know what, there's a chance that if half of the council decides they really want to spend their brains out, at least it can be stopped. Uh, you know, I, I think that you've kind of summed that up well. It, it may be the silver lining in this that we're, we're it's sending a signal to the rest of council, the six of us re- setting a signal to the rest of council that, listen, next year when this budget comes, um, you, you better be ready for pushback on a lot of these items because um, we're definitely not going to look at, I'm not supporting 6%. I've made that very clear, uh, my position, and, and I'll make that clear throughout my mandate. And uh, hopefully that, that message is loud and clear over the next four years that uh, come budget season, we need to deliver fiscal responsibility for the people of Hamilton. They deserve it. People are just struggling to get by, and, and I'm, I'm going to support these people every step of the way. And, and, and people, they talk like $25, $30 a month isn't a lot of money. That is a lot of money for a lot of people in this city. We aren't exactly a rich municipality. And, and that's just on the average tax assessment. I mean, that, that could, I mean, if your, your house is, I don't know what house is worth $300,000 or assessed at 300 these days. I mean, the average house is double that in Hamilton or more. So it's a lot of money for a lot of folks and, and my heart goes out to them and, and I'm always going to be a fiscally responsible counselor for sure. Okay. So let's say again, let's look forward to next year because we have a number of counselors who have talked about bold plans and bold strategies and they want to do big things. And we've heard, you know, we've heard talk and so far it's just rumbles, but about the idea of free transit, which could, that could be $50 million a year we hear, which would be 5% before we start anything else. Uh, you know, and so looking forward, if it came down to this, do you believe having been through the process once now, do you believe that those who were on the side of voting no would hold their position? Or do you believe that they would cave or would give in or that it would, that somebody would flip? Is this a strong six or a strong eight? It's a great question. I I suspect strongly that the the other counselors that voted my way heard the same things. I I guarantee they were hearing the same things as I was hearing from their residents that 6% is unacceptable. So um, I think the message is loud and clear from the the constituents in Hamilton, not just in my ward, but throughout the rest of the city, um, that it's not going to be tolerated. And um, I, I encourage the, the, I'll tell you right now, I encourage the, the citizens of Hamilton to come down, delegate to council and let them know uh, your situation. Is, is my tax bill too high? Yes. Come on down and tell us about it. We, I would love to hear from the average uh, taxpayer to come down to the city of Hamilton and, and tell the rest of council that, hey, maybe you don't hear it in your ward, but throughout the city, this is the, a lot of people are feeling the heat from these tax increases. So um, I, 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 I'm sure, I'm sure that this is going to be uh, consistent over the next four years that people are feeling the heat and, and it's coming from all levels of government too. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I mean, every level of government is, is spending way more than they should. Um, and, and we're feeling a lot of inflationary pressures, global pressures, supply chain issues. It's not just uh you know, it's not just tax and spend uh, policies, but there's a lot of reasons for this. So people are feeling the heat. For All sure. right. Let, let's go the other way, though. we got a couple of minutes left here. Sure. Let's go the other way because there are those, and I don't think that they are, 
evil? I mean, you know, politics these days, you know, your opponent is not just, you don't just disagree. Your opponent is evil and he's wrong or she's wrong. I mean, we get in there. I don't believe the opponents to this are evil. What about the people who say, we have so many needs in this city. We have to spend money. We have to spend more than we have in the past because there are just that many more needs in this city and we have to look after those folks. There's definitely a case to be made on a lot of issues. We, I mean, we are sympathetic. We, there are a lot of things in the budget that I also said yes to that I think are, are, are very um, helpful to a lot of people, a lot of folks um, that, that are going to improve the quality of life for Hamiltonians. There's no doubt about that. But at, to, which, to which degree? I mean, I don't want to be in a situation, like I said yesterday, where we're raising taxes so high that we're pushing people into poverty. I mean, if you think about affordable housing, I mean, I have people that have, have told me directly to my face, sat me down, invited me to their house at their kitchen table, Matt, if my tax bill goes up anymore, I'm thinking about moving. I have to sell my house, maybe affordable housing. We're trying to solve the affordable housing problem, but we're pushing people into affordable housing units. So it's uh, it's an interesting situation, and um, I, I'm all for compassionate solutions. I know I, I understand um, you know there's a lot of needs in our community, and I appreciate a lot of the things my colleagues have brought forward. Um, but we have to be, we have to deliver fiscal responsibility to the taxpayers of the city. Have you, and whether you've talked with other members who voted no, have, do you have a number in mind that you would not go higher than? Well, typically, if you look over the past four years or, or, or longer, this uh, council did a great job at keeping uh, with the rate or lower than, than inflation, which is, I think, a, a good goal to kind of keep in mind. Now, I mean, if we broke it down yesterday, and you, you think about that, uh, of, of the nearly 6% increase, 2% of it was inflationary pressure. So, I mean, this year is a little bit different. Um, but I don't want to see a situation where we have no inflation, yet we're still at 6 7%, 8% uh, because of council-referred items, which is uh, councillors coming to the table with their own ideas. I, I don't want to be in that position every year where we're, we're just tacking things on. Um, you know, th- this is not... Uh, property taxes aren't to be used as a pro- progressive tax. I mean, there people in, in in my ward, anyways, fix my roads. My roads are terrible. Fix my playgrounds. They're getting old. You know, I'm I'm happy to do that. I don't want to cut services. I'm not talking, I'm not discussing ta- uh, cutting services. It's a fine line for sure. Um, but we have to deliver fiscal responsibility. That is Matt Francis, Ward Five Councillor. Uh, Matt, thanks for doing this today. Thanks for the time. Thanks, Scott. I appreciate your time. You're listening to the Scott Radley Show podcast on 900 CHML. One of the things that I've learned over the last while, and I had no idea about this, is that Hamilton has suddenly become, uh, this is not intended as a pun, but a hotbed for hot sauces. I had no idea that this city had so many successful hot sauce manufacturers and so much product coming out of here that was doing so well. If you've ever watched the show Hot Ones on YouTube, some of you have, you've seen local Hamilton hot sauces on there more than once or twice. I think four times now you've seen that. Um, You go around, look at hot sauce bottles when you go to stores. Oftentimes, lately, it's Hamilton. And so I thought, all right, it is time. It is time to to give it the... um, Well, to give it the... To run the gauntlet here, to give it the taste, to talk about hot sauces in this city with some of the guys who are the, well, the leading hot saucers. I don't even know what the proper term is. So uh, Brody Dawson from Dawson's Hot Sauce is here. Paul Casey from Cooksville Hot Sauce is here. Kevin Sturmer 
from Steel City Sauces are here, and they have brought stuff. We're going to eat it. And beside me, he's getting an early start on his morning show. This starts at 5.30 <laughs> tomorrow morning. Rick Zamprin from 900CHML. Good evening. <laughs> so we are going to be talking hot sauce. We're going to give you some ideas. I don't know if you like hot sauce. I don't know if you tolerate hot sauce. Apparently everybody, hot sauce is now Brody. And I don't know what is the, I don't know where this comes from, but hot sauce seems to me almost to be like cigars were 15 years ago or whiskey or craft beers. Like it's, it's having its moment where everybody somehow wants to be eating and trying all these wild hot sauces. It's getting, um, an appreciation in a way that it maybe didn't have like five or six years ago. Absolutely. And, uh, the amount of creativity that comes into a lot of the sauces that, people like us make it's special like it's everyone's stuff is so different and has like its own thing to offer and uh it's diverse like it is like kind of like the beer kind of comparison with like the microbrew companies coming out he's like oh this is like crazy there's so many different kinds of beer but there's just room for it everyone wants to try them all but paul what i've what i've been surprised by is how many people are wanting to eat hot sauces and not just hot sauces that put a little zing into their meal but it's like wanting to try hot sauces that will cause their head to burst into flames. I, I've, I'm still trying to figure out the thought process behind that. I can't explain that one to you <laughs> either. We we make a lot of different flavor ones, and the ones that seem to sell the best are the ones that are so stupidly hot. <laughs> and, like, we have one with um, Carolina Reapers, Trinidad Scorpions, Ghost Chilies called Bikini Atoll Bomb Burst, and it's got raspberry in it. And I've had people try it going, gee, I can get the hint of raspberry. And I'm thinking, I go 10 feet away from it and I can't see or taste or anything. So I don't know why they like it uh, so hot, but they do. Is that the same with your stuff, Kevin? That Steel City Sauces is the hot, uh, the hottest ones, the ones that do the best? Uh, yeah, I'd say that's correct. It's it's a lot of our community likes what we call chase the dragon. They always chase the heat. Um, why? Do you, have you figured that out yet? I, I think it's a little bit of the endorphin rushes they get from it. Yeah. Because all those other things, like, you know, okay, smoking cigars, because cigars had a moment a while back where everybody wanted to smoke cigars. There's not pain necessarily involved with it. Or, you know, as I say, when you sip whiskey or you drink beer, there's not pain. There is pain, Brody, involved in, not in all these, not in all these, but in yeah. some of these, there's pain. Yeah, well, if you like the really hot stuff, there's tons of pain. But there's like, <laughs> ev like everyone's got like a couple super hots. But if you have a lineup of like 20 sauces or something like that, only like, a few of them are going to be crazy hot. The rest of them are going to be more like flavor focused, your mediums, some of your like training those sauces, like real mild stuff. So like there is something for those like, chili head community people. That everyone's got to have that in their deck. That's just like you got to have it. But like I think the, the, the world of the mediums is the place that lives for like the greater population. So do you think that most people, Kevin, do you think most people at home would eat the medium, but when their friends are around, you got to pull <laughs> out the hot one just because it's an ego thing? Yeah, it's, it's an ego booster for sure. Um, also, it depends on what you're eating, right? Like what you're sharing with your family or friends, you want to kind of have a sauce to complement that. But many people, Paul, are not going to take your hottest, the one you just talked about, the bikini atoll, when they're at home alone and they make macaroni and cheese and they want to put on, they're probably not putting that, they're saving that one to show off, right? I think that has something to do with it. Yeah, the bravado. The boys, right. boys are over watching a football game, drinking beer and eating pizza. Who's got the hottest thing here to put on it and see who survives it? Yeah, definitely. Now, you are, as I understand it, you may be the guy behind the oldest hot sauce company in this area? That is correct. Probably the oldest in Canada. I started doing it in 1974. Why? So we're doing Why? What started you back then? I was going to University of Guelph 
living in a shack with another guy and all the dinners were either macaroni and cheese or potatoes because we were starving <laughs> students. University of Guelph's an agricultural area, uh, Guelph, Ontario, and I found I could buy peppers out there cheaper than buying potatoes. Started making sauce, flavoring up the crap we were eating. And then it started to attract interest. People wanted to buy And these were in stubby beer bottles. I used to cork it in these. Other students are buying it from me. I've now got beer money. So there you go. <laughs> that works. Kevin, how about you? Why, uh, how did you find your way into this? Uh, you know, uh, we used to have my own restaurant for a while, and it was very busy in the summer times, trying to find income in the in the winter. I had done a lot of catering, weddings, and so forth, and the bride asked for wedding favors. She wanted hot sauces, so I made up a batch, and her guests kept coming into the restaurant asking for more. <laughs> so it was just kind of an evolution of things, yeah. And Brody? Uh, mix of like hobbyist beginnings, just want to try stuff out. Also kind of that obsession with uh, heating food up, but being really like bored or not interested in the options that were available. Like if all you've ever had in your life was like Frank's and Tabasco, and then like you make your own hot sauce at home, you're like, holy smokes, <laughs> this is way better than the stuff that I also really enjoyed my whole life. So there's an excitement to that that kind of got me going as well. Uh, we are going to go through nine or ten Samples of progressively uh, warmer, I guess, sauces. Starting with uh, Brody, what do you? What did you bring? What's your lightest one here? To I start brought with? two mediums. I got my cedar smoked garlic, and then the Jack Astor sauce that we did with them that we're continuing to do. And uh, they're both nice medium sauces. The cedar smoke. Well, let's start with the cedar smoke because it was one of the ones on hot ones, right? It was, yeah. It's my newest sauce, and it came out last year. It's the, the one right there. So if people are watching on YouTube and they see uh, from a few years ago or from a few seasons ago the uh, cedar smoked, and this is medium, you say? Yeah, it's like a 5 out of 10, like a proper 5 out of 10. All right, well, uh, try to be honest. It's delicious, I'll tell you that. Yeah, that is fantastic. Rick? Well, yes, that is, uh, it's got some cedar and some smoke to it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm not a huge hot sauce guy. I'll probably, you know, top out at maybe a three out of ten. Oh, you're in trouble, man. And I know, I'm telling you, when Scott invited me on the show, I'm like, okay, you know, I can play the uh, the funny guy who uh, dies slowly, and uh, I'm starting to die slowly already. So, well, yes, I'm ten. in trouble. <laughs> All right. Uh, that, that's, that one to me is delicious is. and... Um, yeah, that's that's fantastic. Well, I would eat. I, I have I have eaten a bottle of that as it turns out, <laughs> and uh, not all at one sitting, mind you. If I had, that would have been a very long sitting yeah, no, afterwards. No. But because uh, it's toasty, yeah, right. But all right, Paul, we got to uh, move on. So, which one of yours? We got a plate here of yours. Which one? The mildest one is the green one, the stinging nettle sauce. Stinging nettle sauce. Okay. Uh, which? What does that mean? It's um, it's made with. Green chilies, jalapenos, uh, Thai chilies, and it's got stinging nettle tea base in it. It's very, um, very fresh, very, very gardeny. Mm -hmm. Not too hot. Uh, no, not too hot. Mm, You're finding yeah, that hot one? Delicious. I, uh, yeah, mm. I, I'm, I'm tasting herbs. Uh, it's really, yeah, as you said, gardeny. It's refreshing. Um, it's got a, just a very hint of a bite for me. Yeah, um, not, yeah, I like it. Like that's it a lot. delicious. That's delicious. All right, Kevin, what's up for you? Which one is your first one? Uh, is, we're going to start with our milder product. It is our Jade Jaguar. Jade Jaguar. Okay, this is, is from Steel City Sauces. Yeah. 
It's one of our better sellers, and it was on Hot Ones Season 12. Uh, another Hot Ones, and this is also uh, very green uh, with the jade name. That makes some sense. Mm. Wow. That, that is, is excellent. That They all have been excellent And so what's far. this called again? Jade, ja- Jade Jaguar. Jade Jaguar. Yeah, Jade Jaguar. Like, so that's, like and that's, you know what, I mean, I don't know, maybe it's my level of taller or something. That's a nice, it's got a little bit, but that's pretty mild. That's uh, that's not going to make your head explode. No, no. It's uh, great on tacos. Make guacamole with it. Just mash up some oh, yeah. avocados and you're good to go. Uh, yeah. No, no. I'm So far, so good on that one. So on that note, I had tacos for dinner tonight. <laughs> you should have had this stuff. And should've I should have had this stuff. Never mind. Yeah, I should have brought the tacos here. We could have had a taco hot sauce party. Yeah, no kidding. All right. So three down and, and three down without any, um, with no bleeding and uh, and no crying. Not yet. All right. Let's keep going here, Brody. Let's. Uh, what's up next? All right. The next one is um, Jacked Up Habanero. It's the sauce we're making for Jack Astor's, the restaurant. And um, we're going to be seeing the sauce around a lot more this coming this year. It's going to get a little bit more of a major release. You, you um, do this, right? You do like you do um, consignment sauces for people out of your place. Yeah, it's like old like white labeling or stuff like that. So like how I mentioned to like weddings, like that's that counts as a, as well. And sometimes you do like more corporate level stuff for like representing a restaurant like this. So the idea with this one is they wanted something kind of like in the middle heat. Uh, you know, this it's got a really nice bright uh, orange color to it, so it like pops on a shelf. And it kind of goes really well, like, like on tacos, what they kind of want to do with it, and some other restaurant items. And they're introducing it for some f- drink items as well. So this one is super cool. Is there any hot sauce that doesn't go well on tacos? Honestly, try and find one. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know. You can almost add anything on a taco, right? That was him. All right. Let's okay, go. This is uh, an accident, dude. Mm. Good. Yeah, that would go on tacos. That is some. Um, mm. It's a maple ford sauce. So maple, it's a little yeah, sweet. yeah. Yeah, no, that's, uh, again, I'm sitting here and I'm, I'm eating all these and thinking, I, I'm trying to find, I'm terrible at when someone says, oh, though, that glass of wine, I, I get uh, hints of, uh, you know, yeah, <laughs> saddle leather and, and it's like, I, all I taste is wine. So yeah. I'm trying to pull the flavors out of this and I'm tasting like really good hot sauce. I'm not, yeah. I'm not great at the finding the specific things that it that it is. It's like a habanero heat with the red pepper gives it a little more freshness and then that sweetness from the maple. So it's a simple sauce, but it's, you know, nothing like anything else I make and I stand behind it, you know? So this one hit me a little bit different. This is more back of the throat kind of heat. The first one was front of the tongue, really, yep. you know, barked at me right away. And this one, I had to wait a little bit to, to kind of Crazy. get that hit. The same peppers, the same for really? fermented habanero. Yeah, same, same so supply. So how do you... How do you, when you're, you know, I'm picturing you guys being mad scientists in the lab <laughs> saying, I want this one to do this and I want this one to do that. How do you do that? Well, like this one, maybe because it's um, more like pepper forward sweet or this, the other one, the cedar smoked is the body's smoked garlic. The way they interact with the peppers and heat the, towards the end of the cook, it just makes everything just feels differently. There's also like a volume difference too. Like mm-hmm. maybe there's a little more in one over the other and so it's going to hit your palate in a different spot. Right. But they all have kind of a mind of their own. Even if you use the same peppers, they hit differently when combined with different ingredients. Paul, let's go to that question, though, that Rick just raised about the mad scientist. Because they're, they're, you have to, I'm guessing, go into, not the lab, but go into the kitchen and just try a bunch of stuff, right? I mean, is that how you find these? Yeah, that's correct. Um, <clears throat> I get recipes sort of inspired. I was in my cousin in Buffalo's kitchen. 
we were down there just before Thanksgiving U.S. a few years ago, and it came to me, okay, why don't I make a holiday hot sauce for American, Canadian Thanksgiving, Christmas, and Easter? Cranberries, oranges, certain peppers. Wrote it down on a napkin, came back, tried it here, handed it out to everybody for Thanksgiving. Everybody went great on turkey. Sauce was born. Wow, tur- <laughs> hot sauce for turkey. I hadn't even thought of that. That's a good idea. <laughs> but, I mean, Kevin, the same thing. I mean, you, how many times do you sit down and do this same thing and you go, oh, that's not going to work. And how many times you go, wow, that's absolutely a winner. Yeah, we develop our recipes for quite a long time, a few batches. Are there some that Averagely, just don't work? Average, yeah, we've had a couple of recipes we've never launched. Uh, but we take about a year trying to develop our recipes. Some products, like the one we'll try next, is uh, fermented for a year before we even touch the peppers. So mm-hmm. there's quite a development process involved, yeah. Have any of you ever made one that you literally said, i got to throw that out immediately because it's really horrible? Oh, big time. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, I have. Big what? Time. In 1978, I tried something with red hot chilies and cloves. <laughs> It stunk the apartment out. <laughs> it went down the toilet. It was horrible. I rediscovered the recipe five or six years ago. My wife, my wife Mariana, give her credit on this. She figured out the ratio to put cloves in it and make it work. It does work. It's called 1978. But the first batch, <laughs> gone. Brody, you were nodding vigorously when I asked oh, about that. I'm just like, I'm like, this might work. And then it's just like, this is terrible. <laughs> no one may know. <laughs> it goes to my grave, you know. But like, that's part of the deal. Like if if you mess around with stuff that you have no idea how it's gonna work out, and ends up being bad. That's not a bad thing. That means you're trying stuff out because. More often than not, you'll take a weird shot on something, and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, that's a great idea. I can put that into something. Or at least you write it down in your book, and you go back to it later. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's take another one here from uh, from Paul. Which one uh, Which one are we up to next here? The brown one. Yes, which we, is? it's a chip, We call it chipotle. It's a chipotle sauce. So that's poblanos and jalapenos smoked over cherry wood, smoked garlic, and some chocolate habanero to give it a bit of a bite. Ooh. That is, um, that's a bit. Now, see that? I get, what am I getting? I don't even know what I'm, it's delicious. I don't know what I'm getting. Yeah, I'm, I'm tasting the Chipotle hard, but it is delicious. Yeah, let me go back in for like more that, here. Yeah, that is, mm. that's almost like a chili kind of substance. Yeah. It's got some, some Sorry. meat to it. That's phenomenal. Yeah. Mm. No, all of these so far, there is, um, there is a hot sauce place that I actually really like. Thank you. That's uh, out in the East Coast, Maritime Madness, that I've had before. Oh, yes. Now, the thing is, all of those are just a liquid. Like, it's a squirt bottle, and I really like them, but I do like these ones that you guys have brought that are more substantive. There's something something to it. There's something to it. We are on to sauce number five now. Now, Kevin, this is uh, this is from Steel City Sauce. This is one of yours. What is this one? Uh, this is what we call our Wolf's Bane. It's Wolf's? Wolf's Bane. Bane, okay. Yeah, kills werewolves. Uh, oh, all right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's intimidating. It is a one-year fermented red jalapeno sauce. We make it in the style of other Louisiana-style sauces and mm. the fact that it's fermented. But then we take it uh, into sriracha land. So you get yeah. the best of that fermented flavor of a Louisiana-style sauce, and then you get a little bit of the sweetness that you find from a sriracha. Uh, this one was developed solely for our customers in the sense, like, I'd most commonly be asked, so what do you got that's like sriracha? And <laughs> I never really had an answer for them, so... What do you say to someone who walks in and you've got a million of these amazing flavors and they go, yeah, give me something plain. Yeah, give me yeah. sriracha. I mean, that's almost <laughs> insulting to, to ask someone who makes great stuff like this. Give me something that I know. Isn't the whole idea that you mm. don't know it? That would be to me. 
Yeah. I'd rather eat something that I have no idea what I'm about to get into. I mean, as long as I know what I'm getting into, if you know what I mean. I like to know what I'm eating. I just don't necessarily like to know the flavor until I eat it. Then it's, uh, then it's a great flavor. That is, that's fantastic. Rick, what do you think? Yeah. I, uh, I absolutely love that. That's my second favorite thus far. Um, it's It hits you a little bit, but it's got a nice smoothness to it. Um, absolutely fantastic. That's that, that's a barn burner. All right. Now, before we get to Brody's next one, because he has warned us <laughs> that we should leave this one closer to the end, let's go to Paul's fourth yep. one here. Uh, no, Paul's third one here, right? Paul's third one here, which is the uh, the orange one. Yeah, this one here is called Cosmic Burn. We're talking to the Canadian Space Agency about trying to get this sauce on the International Space Station. So in doing that, we put on the label, we've got Sputnik, first thing in outer space from Russia, the dog Laika, which was the first creature in space, Neil Armstrong, first guy on the moon on the label, and the Canadarm on the other side. The interesting story on this was they got back to me, they liked the sauce, they liked the look of it, but I was told you can't pour in a weightless <coughs> environment. Right. Yep. <coughs> Am I? Excuse me. That sauce is kicking me. <laughs> he's so, trying it. So it's um, going to go into a squeeze bottle. Oh, okay. Now, am I, again, I'm terrible at the identifying flavors, but I'm almost getting grapefruit or some sort of citrus in it's there. It's actually got tang. In it. That the, Apollo ast- the Apollo astronauts took Tang and the Mercury astronauts yeah. up. We put it in the sauce. Really? Wow. Like legitimate? Yeah, I don't even know you could find Tang anymore. <laughs> yeah, that's for, I, I'm getting like a vinegary, uh, almost like a sweet kind of. Yeah, but that's the citrus. So that would yeah. be the orange from the Tang yeah. that yeah. I was. Um, all right, now that's fantastic. That's so all- I, I got a question about consuming the hot sauce. Is there, can you do it in a different way where it will be. Spicier or hotter, or you're going to get that. You mean what part of your tongue you put it on? Yeah, like if I were to put it on the roof of my mouth, it's going to be different than putting it right on the tongue. Or Uh, if I swish it around in my mouth, like you would do with a, you know. Well, when you swish it around, you're only oxidizing, which helps with the tannins of wine release. I don't think that would work. That's what I was wondering. So in hot sauce, and the other like controversial topic about the map of your tongue. Uh, it's been kind of debunked on where you taste sweet and sour and the unamis and all the different flavor profiles. Taste buds are the same everywhere on your tongue, at least uh, according to recent science. So, Because Rick said before, and I, I agreed with it, that certain ones seem to, Brody, hit you at different parts of your mouth. Like some yeah. seem to be all your mouth and some is the back. And Yeah, like there's like different parts of your palate that peppers affect differently. Um, these are all been really friendly sauces so far. So like we're feeling them in different spots, but it's not like really like stealing your attention too much like when you get in the super hot variety like you'll know where it's hitting and where it's not hitting and it's just like it makes you feel like nervous it's almost like it's like oh am i okay (laughs) (laughs) but okay so let me go back to something we talked about before and like when i led into this whole show because we're talking about how hamilton is becoming this hot sauce area and the one thing that makes no sense to me about this even though all this stuff has been great is We don't have exactly the climate that would say we're growing chilies outside (laughs) all the time. We don't have a local cuisine that screams for this kind of thing. Like why, all you guys have said different reasons why you got into it. But it's weird to me that there would be so many hot sauce makers, Kevin, in this area. Any, Any theory on what it is about around here that has led to this? Uh, you know, not really, but we are we are a factory town. A lot of burly dudes around trying to prove something. <laughs> Maybe that's it. Any have, anyone have a better theory than that? Well, there's also a lot of agriculture <clears throat> here in southern Ontario. 
So there are farms that are growing chilies. Mm. I think more so now because guys like us are making this stuff. Yeah, um, <clears throat> like probably no wrong theories here because like it's a hard question to answer with uh, any sense of like tr like true no knowledge of it. But like it could just be a creative town. People here like making stuff, you know, like making hot sauce is more like a hobby at the beginning because you're just being creative. And maybe then the culinary side of it, you know, the the fact that there's like people of all over the world live in Hamilton, so you're influenced by all these different places, and then you get to make hot sauces that are just like super wacky <laughs> that you love. All right. So before we get now into, we got three left, I think, and I believe they are all each of your hottest offerings. So before we get into that, for better or for worse, um, <laughs> Brody would we'll go you first, then Paul, then Kevin. Have you ever had? You know, Paul was talking about the ego thing where you're, you know, a lot of people will do this because they, you know, they want to show off to their friends. You ever have someone who comes in and wants to sample something and then it goes horribly wrong because it's way too hot for them? Yeah, you get, there's two kinds. There's the super confident dude who's in trouble and there's the, and then there's a super confident dude who says your hot sauce isn't very hot. There's no middle. It's the guy comes in and he's an absolute like donkey, doesn't know what he's doing. And then he leaves like crying. And all his friends are laughing at him. Or the guy comes in who's like, he's bulletproof, he eats it. And then he's like, well, that's not hot at all. And then his friends are like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Paul, same thing? Yeah, pretty well. There is, like Brody said, there is no middle ground. They're, uh, <clears throat> they either leave in tears or they, they leave looking like Hercules. So, <laughs> yeah. Kevin, have you had any bad experience with people who didn't believe you that it was hot? And all of a sudden they, they found out. It's exactly what Brody was saying. <laughs> exactly like that. Uh, you know, a lot of times they just, they don't even care about me discussing my products. They just want, what's your hottest one? I'm like, oh, well, this is the Reaper. We recommend 150 <clears> portions <throat> per bottle, blah, blah, blah. There's a warning label on the side, blah, 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 blah. And like, I don't care. Give it to me. And they'll, they'll do it. And yeah, 50% are, are going to be uh, with that ego driven. And then they fall and fall to tears or they're like that's not hot enough and yeah then their friends try it and when, when any bottle any product any food product that, Rick that has a warning label on it to me to me yes that, skull and crossbones yeah. mean you shouldn't consume it well not I don't know that it's skull and crossbones but uh, <laughs> but no I just that, that would seem to me to be at least go into it with a little bit of respect yeah as opposed to let's just pour it right down do you guys know because you're the experts do you know why certain people are able to not go and, you know, melt away into tears and others can, you know, handle it? I mean, is there something in the DNA of the tongue or the mouth or the body that's... I'm curious to know that too. Do you guys have any insight on that? I would just say it would depend on the sensitivity of, of the taste receptors or the taste buds. Yeah. And it might have a cultural thing too. If you're brought up on very, very yes. spicy food, right. you don't have an issue with it. And if you're not... <clears throat> But do older people, okay, so is to, that like to this point. tolerance, though, or is that, like, inherited it's tolerance? It's like a training. Because, yeah. like, training is, like, you know, like, some people can, like, absolutely crush, like, home runs and other guys strike out. Yeah. And, like, you, you can do it just naturally. Then you train to become better. But there's, like, this, like, almost, like, born skill set I'm that sure people there have. is. But also, I was going to say, like, do older people generally do better at this? Because they say that your taste buds diminish as you get older. <laughs> you need more salt on your food or whatever. Do, it, it, do you find Should that... I call my dad if he wants to come <laughs> I don't know. But do, do older people have less response to it when they do it? Or is it not that at all? Is it just all over the place? Jeez, I'm not sure on that. We should maybe get a study going. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> have 50 guys that smoke a pack a day. That, yeah, got that. no taste buds. And ones that don't or never have and see what happens. And I don't even know if it's a taste bud thing. I, I mean, I don't know if it's your taste buds that are the things that are burning here. Or if Older people tend to be a little more careful about what they eat anyways. So, like, maybe if their taste buds are better at handling the heat, but 
it's the other half that they're worried about. Rightfully so. There's it's a, it's a, it's a there's a two sides of this coin, and if you eat a lot of hot food, it burns your mouth, and then it also has a like, troubling exit. Uh, yeah, right. yeah. You had a great line because on uh, on hot ones, your last one was the second one. Yeah, and you were saying that it was a hot number two. Which yeah, they is, said it like ten times. It was really it was a hot number two, which is what you have afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> Which was a great line. All right. We've got this one here. Um, we'll go to Paul's last one here. This is your hottest one, right, that you brought? The hottest one that I brought. It's one we brought out last year. Um, my wife and I, Mariana, were at um, the Wayne Gretzky Winery, and we were doing samples of wineries. And that we thought, why not combine Niagara grapes and then see if we can flog this out to the Peller Estates? So it tastes like a Grape drink when you first yeah. taste it, and it's got Trinidad scorpion peppers in it, so you do get the bite back. Sweet and hot works great because the sweet hits you first, and then the burn hits. Very grape, <clears throat> very grape first, <clears throat> and then it warms up. Very turpentine for me. <laughs> <laughs> this one hit me like a Mack truck as soon as I put it in my mouth. What's this one called? This one's called Niagara Vineyard Style. It is delicious. It is. But it is GD hot. <laughs> it hurts. <laughs> wow. I take way too much. <laughs> yeah. I um I can eat the hot stuff. The problem is for me, I get hiccups when when it gets really hot. My mouth, I'm fine. I'm just trying to hold back from hiccuping into the microphone right now. All right, that was uh That's a slow one. that warmed yeah. us up. Slow burn. That was a lot of Actually, I don't even know if that's a slow burn. That was a fast <laughs> burn. Uh, so and the hiccups have kicked in. <laughs> yeah, I'll put more on okay. these. You're trying to kill me over here. Kevin, what's up next? Uh, this is one of our newer products. It's called El Pulpo. Uh, it is a smoked habanero tequila hot sauce with loads of orange juice, garlic. And I've got this doozy portion here. I was trying to pass it off on you sounds guys. sounds great. But I think I'll be stuck with it. <laughs> yeah, you are. Okay, let's try this one. Is this hotter than the last one? Uh, this, is like, this is like our third hottest. Right. It's still just habanero, but it's more peppers per bottle because it's a smoked mm. pepper. I love the smokiness. I love the smoke. The yeah, smokiness is outstanding. <clears throat> yeah. Rick, you're looking um, yes, a little I'm, uncomfortable. Uh, I am uncomfortable. And no more schwitzing. It's oh. full-on, like, downpour of sweat here. My sweater up. <laughs> wow, that one is hot. So what's in this? What's in this thing? Uh, it's a smoked habanero tequila hot sauce. It has onions, green peppers. It has agave nectar to play on that whole Mexican flavor profile. Orange juice, garlic, tequila, and vegetable oil. It's named after a um, original cartel boss, actually. El Popo was nice. like All right. a cartel boss from like the 1800s who was controlling the fruit markets that was being exported from Mexico all over the, um, the, the Americas. So. He he, kind of like had his tentacles. El Pulpo is uh, Spanish for octopus. He had his tentacles in all industry. So I got to ask you guys this because Brody is in a little bit of discomfort right oh, now. Me so much of that hot one. <laughs> you guys aren't watching. Like I, mean, I didn't guys, say I was thirsty. You guys make hot sauce. Do you like <laughs> eating hot sauce? Oh yes. Yeah. I was just caught off guard by that because you're like you're like you're like so like casual and calm and like you're like yeah you know it's got like from the vineyards and you've done that. <laughs> I'm like warning you guys about this one, like being considerate over here dying from that one. I'm not gonna lie, that one, uh, that one from the vineyards as uh, is lingering. Oh, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm El Popo must have been a killer because this is killing me hey. quite hard. So, yeah. all right, 
right. last one, which is the one that Brody. Now, this one is not even on the market yet. No, this is actually I've never even tried this one. I've made like five different versions of oh, it. Oh, good. And I've never oh, had them before. We are the oh, guinea pigs. Oh, oh. Yeah. So, uh, cheers. It's spicy. It is very um, uh, pulpy. Mm. Yeah. Like there's a lot of matter to it. Doesn't run off the spoon. Sorry, I, as I say, I get so much saliva now. I got so my mouth is working overtime here. That Kevin's got really the hat good. tip back. Looks like he's sweating a little <laughs> bit here. It's hot, but it doesn't have that like truck hit. It yeah. has like it's like uh, it's got a great flavor. Yeah, mm. it does. So Excellent sorry, job. I must not have been listening. What was in that one? Oh, things that are hot. Uh, other things. <laughs> um, this one is like a, it's the seven pot pepper. It's not in a ton of stuff around. It's kind of kind of newer, but it's really really hot of the super hots. Sorry, I'm like kind of like going between realities right now. <laughs> um, but um, it's it's kind of famous for like lingering. So it hits you and then it holds and it holds that same temperature for quite a period of time. So it'll be like, ah, oh, this is still hot. Like 90 seconds later, two minutes later. I love this one. On. I love you know? that. That is what, now what's, but what is the main flavor that I'm getting in here? Uh, fennel. Right? It, yeah. yeah, licorice almost. Yeah, yeah so it's kind of, it has like a, a nice um, discontact with the pepper and the oil and the pe the other red peppers and garlic and stuff that's in the filler. And there's a little maple syrup in that one as well. Yeah. Just to give it a little bit of... That is delicious. Some, some. That is delicious. I, I would still say that of the ones we had, the... Um, the winery, Niagara Winery. Yeah, I agreed. <laughs> Only, oh, it's just, it's it's hanging around the most. This one, this last one, it's hot, but it's really delicious. I'll give you guys it, little <laughs> portions. <laughs> yeah, no, no. It's, uh, well, Rick? I'll say this last one really hit my lips. Up until this point, my lips have been fine. But this one, the one that we just tried, the, the one that was... Hot Lip Zamperin. Yeah, the, the one that character. will remain nameless, I guess, with the no name. Do you have a name for it? My gosh. Uh, it just says number two in the side of the bottle. Licorice Lips. <laughs> Licorice yeah. Lips. Now Rick is things this for you. That's funny. That is, uh, listen, we will, uh, we'll take a very quick break here. Last break while, yes. we, uh, while we regroup. It's, um, I'll tell you what, Rick, are you, are you okay? I'm good. Yeah, surprisingly. I thought I would be dead by now, but I am um, I'm okay. I mean, later on tonight might be a very different story. Tune we're in tomorrow very, at 530 to see if it's going to be a We're all very show. proud of you. These, Thank you. You were yes. a 3 to 10 guy for 25 minutes ago. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, these were, I mean, all of them, honestly, and I'm not saying this because you guys are all sitting here. Like, all of them were delicious. Like, I would eat all of those, but they are warm. And I am feeling my, I'm feeling my mouth. Let's put it that way. Brody, where can people get Dawson's Hot Sauce? Uh, you can go visit the shop we have on 435 Barton Street East here in Hamilton. Uh, you can go to our website, DawsonsHotSauce.com, order direct to your house. Or go into any of the Fortinos in town, Cake and Loaf. Oh, gosh. It's around. It's around, yeah. Like, Take a look. It is fantastic stuff. Mm. Paul, yours as well. I was very excited about yours because I had tried Steel City. I had tried Dawson's. I had not tried yours before today. Fantastic stuff. Where can Thank people you. get Cooksville hot sauce? Um, locally, we're in Punjab International Foods in Stony Creek, uh, Bennett's Apple and Cider. <clears throat> Up until they closed, the Punch Bowl was carrying all 37 of our sauces. And there's a number of um, distributors like from Mild to Wild and Halifax carry it and uh, so you can get it online that way. If you do go to our website, be warned, um, <laughs> you go to the products, you're only going to see 12 of our 37. 
Uh, the site is basically useless. In Could my they opinion. email you and ask for a list? <laughs> well, yes, that's the other thing. Unless the, the North Koreans have hacked it again, um, <laughs> my email address is on there and you can email me and I'll send you a list of all our products on the heat scale and where you can get it or I can deliver mm. it to you. And Kevin, where can people find Steel City Sauces? <laughs> Uh, you can go to our website, www.steelcsauce.com. We do have a pretty outdated retailer map there. Uh, i got to put in some work on it. But uh, if you can't find a retailer near you, feel free to order from us. Uh, we do have a promo code, HOT20. Uh, enter it in the, during the checkout, and you'll get 20% off. I'll tell you, every one of these, and again, I'm not saying this because you guys are sitting here, uh, all of these were delicious. Like, they were hot, some of them. Some of them were warm, but some of them, but absolutely, I would eat every single one of those, Rick. Every single one. Absolutely. Uh, this is my new weight loss program. I've lost 17 pounds in sweat, so thank you guys. And shop local. Support these guys. Yeah, I carry the guys in my store, so I'm yeah. get all yeah. three of them. <laughs> if, uh, if you are going to buy hot sauce, why not? Buy something local, and uh, as Rick says, support, uh, support some local companies. Guys, thanks for doing this. Really appreciate you coming in. Thank you. Cheers. The Scott Radley Show. Weekday evenings from 6 to 8 on 900 CHML. The Scott Radley Show podcast is available on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Scott Radley. Thanks again for listening, and do not forget to subscribe to this podcast. It is free. You will never miss an episode. And also, be sure you rate us and review us. Whatever you think of us, we'll take it. Thanks for listening.